You're listening to Nathan Shansky, and this is the Passion with Purpose podcast. Hello to all you creators, dreamers, and doers out there. I'm Nathan Shansky, photographer, business coach, and your host. After starting my photography business and nearly giving up after a rough first couple of years, with God's help, I transformed my business and became the multi-six-figure business owner here with you today. I'm here to drop weekly episodes full of everything I've learned in the process while bringing on some of the biggest experts in the industry. This podcast is for photographers, creatives, and anyone wanting to build a business and life of your fullest God-given potential. Welcome to the show, my friend. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the show. I'm so excited for our guest today because I have Joe Bean on the show today. And he is an SEO specialist and just like an expert in all things SEO. And I've added kind of like a little mini relationship over the past, like, I don't know, six months is when you first reached out with Joe uh, in my Business Blueprint coaching program. And he has been able to give my students so much help with SEO as a specialist. Um, And he's going to be in the more like course group coaching format of the Business Blueprint as well. and going to be teaching SEO in there as well. Um, So Joe... For those that might not know you, give a little background on kind of like who you are, how you got into SEO at all, and maybe why you got in it, all that good stuff. Yeah, so uh, I was working in hospitality. Um, So I used to run a restaurant. I was the general manager. And uh, during COVID, I went from working about 80 hours a week to about 110. And uh, that was not good for my health or my marriage. No. So I knew I needed to get out of that, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I tried selling insurance for a little bit and uh, didn't have a passion for it. Obviously, Mm -hmm. the quality of life was a lot better. And then Abigail and I had discussed, sorry, my wife, Abigail, uh, who's a wedding photographer, we had discussed moving to Utah and she brought up how her SEO was going to be all kinds of messed up uh, Mm -hmm. moving from Michigan to Utah. So yep. I started looking into it and to see, you know, if I could help her out with that. Uh, yeah, I did want to move out here, and uh, yeah, from there I just kept taking class after class and working on her SEO. And then I realized, you know, we we had so much success with hers, I could definitely do it for other people too. And yeah, it's kind of how I got into it. Absolutely, I love that. So again, your wife is in photography. Uh, how long has she been doing that for? So she started her business the month before COVID happened. So it was like February 2020. Totally. So it actually worked out because it gave her time to really establish like her CRM and her website and all of that. And then the year after that was just crazy. I mean, she Mm -hmm. got busy so fast. Um, Shout out Photos by Gail. But uh, yeah, so she she really got me me on the path and uh, helped me get my first few clients with friends of hers in the industry. And yeah, everything else has been uh, history. That's so cool, dude. Yeah, photos, photos by Gail at photos by Gail, right? Is her handle, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's incredible. And so she actually, I think that's how we got connected is because she used to be in Michigan. And she's just like an incredible photographer has such a unique style and had just like captures these like stunning, beautiful moments. Um, and so what's really cool is the fact that like, when she went out to Utah, you're like, okay, I want to make sure I can like leverage this form of marketing for her. 
in this season where she wants to build and grow her business. But, you know, there's spaces like social media that are already so overcrowded in so many ways. And it's like, how can you help differentiate that brand on a different platform other than social media? So what would you say, like on that note, what do you think is the power of SEO? Uh, And for those that are maybe listening and are like, what is SEO? So maybe even give a background in like what exactly SEO is for a business. Yeah, yeah. So SEO is search engine optimization. um, And the goal of improving your SEO is just to rank higher on a Google search. Yeah. So if you are a photographer in Phoenix, and someone says, you know, wedding photographer near me, Mm -hmm. we want to increase how far down the page they have to scroll to get to you. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously, the less work a potential client has to do, the better that's going to be for you. Mm -hmm. So what what I think people can do on their own without even having an SEO expert is really increase the amount of increase they're getting for work that is similar to work they're already doing. So if if you're getting, you know, a lot of golf course weddings in your specific market, it's very yeah. easy to, to get more of those using SEO. And it's it's one of those things that you know, people are intimidated by and they feel like it's going to be super complex. Yeah. And what Google does with their algorithms and providing quality results to you, that's crazy complex. Yeah. But you don't have to understand all of that to to get some good results and increase your rankings. Yeah, absolutely. So like from a super, super practical perspective, what do you exactly mean by like, hey, if you're already doing this, you can already leverage that to get more of that type of work. Oh yeah, if you spend just one to two hours per week on your SEO or even just write one blog about the work you're already doing, it doesn't even have to be a fully effective SEO blog. I'll, I'll repost on my Instagram, my session blog rules to help people out. But at a minimum, if you do a thousand words and you know have a header and a title about you know, a session you did that week, once a week, yeah. then you're going to improve your SEO over 12, 18 months. Yeah. It's just, it's just a matter of doing it. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. So what do you think is basically like your approach to SEO in terms of like, do you think that someone should completely replace all of their other marketing with SEO specifically? Or do you think it's better as kind of like a supplement and an addition to maybe what they're already doing to market their self and their brand? Yeah, I'm totally about diversification. So I would never recommend someone stops doing anything they're doing, especially if it's working for them. Totally. The benefit to SEO is it's the one that you can actually pump the brakes on after Uh a couple of years. Yeah. So if you if you put all this great content out into the world and you've increased your rankings and you've moved up into, you know, ideally the top 10, top five. Yeah. And then after a couple of years, you kind of pump the brakes and you go down to just one blog per month. You're not going to lose the progress that you've made. Hmm. The only thing that could potentially push you back down the rankings is if enough people do more than you okay. and get ahead of you. But you're not going to like slide backwards with Google just because you stopped putting content out there. Sure. So would you say that's the difference between maybe your like, if you're going to put your time to multiple places, let's say you're going to put your time to like a place like Instagram or or TikTok or something like that. A lot of the content that lives there is maybe for, uh, you know, like a 12 to 24 hour period. And it really doesn't 
go out to new audiences after that point. Whereas would you say SEO is different in the sense that it lives on and it's more of an evergreen form of content. And once you do the work up front, it becomes a passive uh, source of inquiries and leads for you because you're not having to continually babysit that work that you already put in. A thousand percent. Yeah. It never it never goes away. And I mean, with Instagram, like you said, it, it only lives there for so long. And mm-hmm. it, it feels like some of the social media platforms kind of punish you if you're not continually putting out content. Yeah, it's true. Whereas with, with Google, they, they just don't do that. I mean, it lives out there. We, we wrote a blog. It was the uh, top 10 Airbnbs to elope in Europe uh-huh. for Abigail. And uh-huh. um, that is still her heaviest hitter on results for her blogs. And we wrote that a year ago. Wow. That's crazy. And what and what does that do for her business like practically? Like does it get her inquiries or Oh yeah, yeah. So if people are interested in eloping in Europe in an Airbnb and they look up mm-hmm. anything to that effect, it's it's a number 3 result. Wow. So like it's number 3 on the Google search for that keyword. Right. Right. Wow. So if they do any combination of Airbnb and elope in Europe, she's she's popping up. So then it's driving mm-hmm. traffic to her website. With that kind of a blog, most of those people are pretty early in their planning. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like, you know, people who are looking for a photographer right now. They're just planning their potential elopement in Europe. Yeah. So it's it's like a long pipeline inquiry. But to get that kind of traffic for something that's so niche is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And and she wrote it a year ago. Yeah, which is crazy. And it's like if you were to stack up, you know, 10 more of those, like that would be in, in different spaces and different niches. I think that would just be like incredible for the amount of exposure that you get in front of the right people. So tell us a little bit of like results like that that you've seen from SEO that makes you still believe in it, that makes you say, okay, this stuff works. Like I'm not just like you're, we're not just putting our mind to something that, you know, might be like, uh, good on paper, but it doesn't actually work. What what makes you co- go back? Like, what results have you seen that make you say this is worth it? Yeah, the coolest thing is that it applies to beginners and mm-hmm. the seasoned pros. So there's there's two like different kind of benefits, I guess. Um, so with the beginners, I mean they they don't rank anywhere. Mm-hmm. So you search for them, and you may not even find their website unless you specifically type in their business name. But I mean, within three months, we can move them from the 100th result to the 50th to the 30th. Yeah. I mean, in three months, no problem. Getting past the 30 mark, depending on the market. I mean, if you're in the middle of nowhere, Montana, it may be a little bit easier. But for the most part, you know, getting from 30 down to 10 is, you know, anywhere from 12 to 18 months. And then to break into the top five, it takes a good deal more time than that. Um, uh-huh. But it's fun to watch these beginners who, you know, go from zero inquiries to, you know, 10 to 20 to 30 a month, just from, you know, doing a little bit on social media. And yeah. then their SEO is incredible to watch. And then for my my experienced clients, you know, typically, they'll tell me like, I'm trying to get more into luxury, or I'm trying to get more into destination, or I'm trying mm-hmm. to get you know, I want to really raise my prices and not take as many weddings per year, or mm-hmm. I want to get into Chicago, you know, whatever, whatever specialty kind of area they want to get into, and then yeah. being able to get them into those places. That's a lot of fun. 
because it takes that that it usually takes about four or five months of like very targeted blogging. But then as soon as those inquiries start rolling in, and even in places they've never worked before, like yeah, they, they want to they want to do weddings in Chicago, but they never yeah. have. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're getting inquiries for some of the top hotels there, and yeah, it's which is crazy. A lot of fun. Because I feel like in, in, in many other formats of marketing, you have kind of like this shotgun approach where you're, you know, just trying to make sure that the visuals and the verbiage that you're using and all these types of more abstract parts of your marketing are speaking to the right client avatar or persona or whatever mm-hmm. that is. But I think where SEO really differs is that SEO can take this like super targeted approach where again like if you're looking specifically for like that luxury market you you can specifically target those type of clients or even those types of keywords those types of geographical areas um because if you're like hey I want to specifically book elopements in Yosemite that's a very streamlined approach to getting there instead of being like oh I hope this post that I post out here like goes to the right people that are somehow looking for Yosemite elopements. You know what I'm saying? I think TikTok yeah. has a little bit a little bit of that now because TikTok does have a lot of search uh, capabilities. But a place mm-hmm. like Instagram doesn't really have that unless you're searching for specifically a uh, hashtag or something like that. So I think that's I never really thought about that. That the fact is like you can be so incredibly targeted with a tool like SEO, especially. Type the the type of blog posts you're writing or different things like that. That's insane. Um, do you think that somebody has to kind of have more of a long term mindset or like run the long game mindset when it comes to SEO, or would you say that you can get quick results on SEO as well? Yeah. So the vast majority of the time, it's a very long term approach. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, looking at six months at the earliest to start seeing results, 12 uh-huh. months to have significant results, uh-huh. and 18 to two years to really have the results you want, like your end uh-huh. goal kind of thing. There's a few circumstances where someone has done something pretty incorrect with their SEO. And you know, if we can fix that one thing, then in one, two, three months, they're going to see results. Mm-hmm. But that's that's kind of outside of the norm. Mm-hmm. Usually, usually people catch those mistakes on their own. Yeah, for the most part, it's going to be like a quicker, it's going to be a quicker fix if it's like a quick fix. But then it's also going to be like, hey, you're playing the long game here. Like you're, yes. you're planning out a more sustainable approach to your marketing over like months to years. You're not just trying to like microwave your marketing and do something where it's like you have to keep feeding the beast over and over and over again, even though maybe you get like quicker results. It's more of like a long-term uh, evergreen choice, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, no, it definitely it definitely takes time and it takes consistent effort. I know I'm, I'm not very good at social media, so I don't like to speak about it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I know with like Instagram, you want to be consistent with that too. So if you're already yep. committing a certain amount of hours to that per week. If you could just commit that same amount of time to your SEO, so you'd maintain the shorter-term Instagram work and then have yeah. the long-term building in the background, in, in 12 months, you would be so grateful for your past self. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Absolutely. And again, I think what's really interesting is I I find that a lot of people don't want to build that way. This is kind of a separate topic, but like a lot of people don't want to build their businesses that way. And they just want like, oh, I just want what's quick and like what's so, you know, going to get me results in like 10 seconds. But the fact of the matter is, is like the longer you get in business, and I've just noticed this after being in being a full-time photographer for four years, I'm like, shoot, like years keep coming and like life is a long time. Like your career is a long time. If you're just looking to build this like two-year type business and none of it is sustainable and you're not looking forward to like the future, like what if you are going to be in a season where you want to spend more time with your family or your kids or your friends or your community and you want to make sure that things are still bring you in inquiries in a passive way instead of, oh, I have to continually be posting every single day on a place like Instagram for the next like decade of my life. You know what I'm saying? And so I think if we can think more long-term, like, hey, how do I build a business for like 10 years instead of two? This doesn't sound bad at all in terms of when you say, oh, it might take you six months to a year. I'm like, oh, well, that's nothing when you look at a business that's going to be serving you for, let's say, a decade or more. So I think even though you're saying that, yes, it is more of a long game, I think people should see that and be like, that is an advantage. That is a plus about SEO. That's not any negative uh, facet of SEO, if that makes any sense. 100%. 100%. And I mean, if you're if you're going to be doing like the Instagram every day for six months, and you're averaging 20 inquiries a month, and maybe at the end of that six months, it's gone up to 25, because you've increased your following, like mm-hmm. props to you. But if you start on your SEO now, you could have 20 inquiries from your SEO, 20 from your Instagram, and you're at 40 at the end of that six months, yep. let alone 12, 18, and like you said, get to the point where you're not having to post every day because you've built that foundation of your SEO. Mm-hmm. And then from there, if you have a good foundation, you can niche down a yeah. lot more easily and and really pursue some other things you want to because you've built that credibility with Google. They know who mm-hmm. you are. They know that you have clients that want to work with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting them to change their perception of you is much easier than getting them to notice you in the first place. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so good. Hey, photographer, if you're struggling with clients ghosting you after they inquire with you, one of the fundamental issues may be with your response email you're sending to them. So there's a science to a well-crafted inquiry email response that not only gets people interested, but gets them motivated to take the next step with you fast. So I'm going to give you for free the inquiry email response template that I use and my students use in my Business Blueprint coaching program that we've used to book up to five-figure clients. So head to the show notes and click inquiry to booking email template, and let's get your inquiry process back on track. All right, let's get back to the show. So let's get super practical if we could. I would love to yeah. just give people a couple like tips even on this episode. Um, what, what's like three quick fixes that we could do to our websites to make them more optimized? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite. So first thing I would do, and a lot of people have this, this is kind of more um, like a beginner thing, is mm-hmm. to clean up your URLs. Hmm. So 
your URL is a unique resource locator. So for, I don't know if this is accurate, but nathanchansky.com, right? Yeah. What we don't want is nathanchansky.com slash series of numbers and letters. Yeah. Or slash the date you created the website or even slash homepage. Mm -hmm. It it is your homepage. It doesn't, it doesn't need that slash about for your about page is great. Mm -hmm. So cleaning up those URLs so that Google, because that's the very first thing Google looks at is the URL. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. So we want that to be clean and easy for them to get. Okay. The next thing would be to have actual formatted headers on every one of your pages. So not you took the text and you made it bold and you increased the size, but in your actual website builder, going in and selecting H1, H2, H3, Uh and having those those headers built into the text and having those headers reflect your market. So locations and then wedding photography terms. Mm -hmm. And when you say H1, H2... Mm-hmm. What do you specifically... I know it's hard to like describe exactly what that means when you're not like in front of a screen, but like, what's the best right. description of what that means in someone's website builder? Yeah, so in the website builder, it'll like you'll highlight whatever you've typed out and it'll typically tell you H1, H2, H3, and H1 yeah. will typically be bigger than H2 and bigger than H3. Some, some website builders let you decide exactly what those things look like. So you uh-huh. could have your H1 be smaller than your H2. Okay. But as far as Google reading your page, if it sees header one, it gives it more priority than it would to header two. Yeah. And so on and so forth. So H1 is like your biggest ideas of mm-hmm. what your business is. So mm-hmm. wedding photographer, Bend, Oregon. Mm-hmm. H2 would be like your smaller stuff. Mm-hmm. And and you do, to get a little bit more complicated in there, you do want to keep it like in order. Chronological? Yeah. Or not chronological, like a, a way that has hierarchy. Yes, like a pyramid. Yeah. yeah. And, but really, as long as you have an H1 and an H2 on your homepage and your other pages, that will go a long way. Uh-huh. But the key thing is having it actually formatted that way and not... Mm-hmm having text that has now been made bold or something. Because that's not really going to tell Google anything because Google's not looking through necessarily like the the graphic design of your website, even though they probably right. are a little bit. But they're really looking at like the technicality of like, what did you call heading one? And what did you call heading two? Not just like, did you increase the font, Right. Right, 100%. Yeah, because it's just reading the code and it goes URL to header to text. Mm -hmm. So header is super important. It's the second thing Google looks at. Okay, so you're like, hey, don't be putting fun, lovely, and beautiful as your like (laughs) H1 text. Like put, put in there like wedding photographer from Bend, Oregon, right? Because you're like, this gives Google some context so that they can rank you for those specific types of keywords. Yeah, and for all of your like branding text, your copy, mm-hmm. if you can have that be like in a sticker, not every not every builder has like a sticker option, mm-hmm. or just as regular text that you weigh crazy format to make it stand out as opposed mm-hmm. to doing a header, that would that would definitely be to your benefit. Okay. So wait, what is a sticker again? I've never heard of this. So it's 
trying to think of a good example. So, you know, when you're in Canva and you use like a, a format and it kicks out, you know, those boxes with the text in it. Yeah, it would be something. It would be like that, where it kicks out this auto formatted text, not okay. anything you designed or built, and then you can just change what the words say. Okay, interesting. Um, I'm trying. I know Webflow does it. Yeah, Webflow might be the only one. Now that I think about it. Okay, gotcha. That makes total sense, though. So again, oh. important information, especially on your homepage in H1 or H2 tag. Yes. Yep. Okay. And then the the one that. I have not had a client come to me yet that I did not tell them this. Okay. You need more text. Okay. You need at least a thousand words of text on your homepage. Yep. Every blog you write. And if you can get it on your other pages, your about, um, your FAQ, whatever pages you have, if yep. you can get to a thousand words of text on all of those, that is a win. Okay. Um, but definitely the homepage and definitely every blog you write. Okay. Gotcha. So a thousand words. That is a lot of... Wait, a thousand words mm -hmm. or characters? Words. Okay, so yeah. a thousand words. That's a lot of words. I guarantee you the majority of people listening yes. to this doesn't even have a thousand words. I don't even think I have a thousand words. So why why a thousand words? Like, what, like why do we need that? Yeah, so Google, they've got a variety of parameters. One of the mm -hmm. biggest ones is credibility. Mm -hmm. To them, if you are an expert on your subject, you should have a thousand words to say about it. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of little ways where we can increase our word count. You know, mm -hmm. having quotes from past clients is an easy, mm -hmm. easy way to get a lot of extra text on your page. Yeah. You can do little subsections at the bottom. So you've, you know, you've introduced yourself, you've shown some of your work, you've talked about what you do. And then you could, you know, like do a spotlight on an area around you. So I'm in Salt Lake City. Um, I could have a spotlight on the Wasatch Mountains. Okay. And just discuss like the Wasatch Mountains and what makes them such a good location to do photographs in. Yeah. And then inside the Wasatch Range, you know, there's all these different canyons. So I could sub break it down and talk about those canyons. So it's, mm -hmm. it can almost become like a long blog form mm -hmm. about where you work. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about this is in terms of like a blog post or in terms, terms of like someone's homepage? Just on the homepage. Yeah. Okay. Like at the bottom. And there's, you know, there's, there's some photographers you can find that do a very, very good job with this. Uh -huh. Um, and they'll also most of the time be top three results in whatever their market is. So other than like the quotes from past clients and doing like regional stuff, I mean, if you do film, I mean, talk about why, you know, film versus digital and why they're both great. Okay. Any, any niche that you're in. Like why, um, I keep going back to golf courses, I don't know why, but why <laughs> golf courses make great venues or, yeah. you know, why eloping makes more sense for some couples. A lot of things that you see in blog posts, but are super specific to your business, you can, you can just write about at the bottom. Of your homepage. Of your homepage, yeah. Interesting. So yeah. that's and, so and interesting. So like even below... Like when you say the bottom of your homepage, are you talking like before mm -hmm. the the what's it called? Like a call to action? Or are you talking thing. like oh, you mean like the footer? I mean right above that. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Like this would be just about the last thing. Okay. Um because gotcha. I know I know people are always whenever I tell them they gotta add more text, the first thing everyone worries about is, well, what about my branding? Totally. Totally get it. And that's why I recommend writing things about 
you and what you do, like yeah. the film versus digital, the location, all that stuff. Yeah. But the other thing is, if we put it all the way at the bottom, I never make it all the way to the bottom of a web page, mm-hmm. personally. So they're mm-hmm. probably your your customer experience is not really going to change because most people aren't going to make it all the way to the bottom. And if mm-hmm. they do, it's because they're already very excited about you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I don't think there's a negative impact from the branding standpoint. And it is a huge impact for your SEO. Okay. And then you're talking like any words on the page. So we could use like client reviews and testimonials, which I feel like would be a ton of text. We could do like an FAQ section, which mm-hmm. I feel like could also add a ton of text. You could put like featured blog posts. Um, you could like add a little about me section. I mean, you probably wouldn't want to go like a, like talking a lot about yourself. You could talk about, yeah, I feel like a lot of these things are just areas that people could like add more to tastefully, of course, to get mm-hmm. that word count up. Because yeah. again, you're looking for, again, a thousand or more words, right? To really show Google that we're the expert. Right. Yeah. And um, with the testimonials, one quick thing. So if you have like, you know, the scrolling ribbon of testimonials. Mm-hmm. So when Google's crawlers read that, they just see that it's a scrolling ribbon of text and they don't take any of that text into account. Really? Yes. So by all means, have that testimonial, like the ribbon. Like it's, I think it's a good thing for customer experience. But uh-huh. I would still pluck some of those out, even if it's not the full block, even if it's, you know, one sentence out of it. I would still uh-huh. pluck some of those out and drop them into different sections of your homepage. Okay. Wow. This is such news to me because I think I have that directly on my homepage right now. It's like, it's a scrolling ribbon. (laughs) Yeah, most people do. And I mean, it's not completely useless Mm -hmm. for your SEO. It's just not as big of a factor as text that is living on its own outside of that coding. Okay, absolutely. Okay, so give us some, let's say mistakes that we are making? Like three big mistakes that you feel like a lot of people make on their websites? Areas for opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so the the I'm going to kind of go like beginner to more advanced. Okay. First thing is, if you do not have a Google business profile, mm-hmm. make one. Mm-hmm. It's so important. I mean, Google says like, you don't have to have our business profile for us to give you great results, but come on, we know better than that. <laughs> and having a zone location on your Google business profile, if there is any way for you to have a pin over a zone, uh-huh. that's definitely what we want. So you mean when we're setting up our business profile specifically, yes. you want us to have like a specific location, not just like a general area. Right. Yes. And I know safety is always a concern putting our personal information out there. Yeah. So if, you know, there's, if you know someone that has an actual physical business and they'll allow you to use their address, mm-hmm. or if you live in an apartment, you can have the actual apartment number taken out after it gets approved. Mm-hmm. So it would just be your building if you're comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's, a, there's a few ways to make it happen in a safe way. Mm-hmm. Or if you're not worried about it, then power to you and get that pin going. Next thing I would say is putting way too many images on the homepage and on our blogs. Okay. So again, Google is only going to spend so much time looking at any one page and it prioritizes 
headers and text. Over and photos. Text, right. And text uh. does not take as long for Google to look at as images. Because okay. images have more coding. All the photographers are like dying inside at Google. Oh, I know. Now. <laughs> I know. So it's really, with blogs, I try to tell people like, keep it to 25 to 30 and just kind of try to tell the story of the day. Yes. Without, you know, including every single picture in the gallery. So 25 to 30 images. Yes. Wow, that is so crazy. I feel like that's so hard to get that to get it down. Like let's say you have like a thousand part photo gallery and then you're like I can only post like 20 to 30 photos. Is there like a let's say someone's like okay, I I uploaded 50. What's the risk there? Are we are is our post for nothing or is it just not like best? <laughs> it's not it's not best. Um I I think at 50, you'd probably be fine. Okay. I just say 25 to 30 because I know people are going to do 35 to 40. That's fair. So if the my biggest concern is a lot of people will do like their vendor links, their outbound links at the uh-huh. bottom underneath all the images. Sure. So if Google is reading that blog and they have, you know, 200 photos to go through, they yeah. may not get down to those outbound links, which are very important. Oh, okay. And so you may not get the credit for those outbound links because Google has not gotten through all of the images. Interesting. Okay. Gotcha. So keep the photos that you put on there short. Would you even say that it's better to, on a blog post like that, put her links up higher in the page, like maybe at the beginning? You definitely can. Yeah. I mean, I know I know people that do that. I don't always love the look of that, mm-hmm. um, but that's up, that's up to the individual. I mean, if it looks fine to you, then fantastic. But I mean, if you keep it under that 40 mark, it's not going to be a problem. Okay. Google, gotcha. Google will definitely spend that much time. Okay. Perfect. That makes as, sense. As long as you're not using the raw photos, I guess. Yeah. Okay. And would you say we got to even like make sure our photos aren't massive as well? <laughs> yeah, I would definitely do web size. I mean, that's a little bit more for um, like the download speed of the page. Okay. But if it takes too long to download the page, Google is automatically going to drop the priority on that page. Interesting. Okay. Gotcha. Good call. Oh. All right, dude. So I'm going to I'm gonna pause you right there on this because I know we could talk forever, but <laughs> you're going to be part of my Business Blueprint coaching group coaching program here very soon. And tell us a little bit about like what your part of that program will look like and what that will include. Yeah, I'm so excited. So it's going to be broken into two parts. Um, So the first part is going to be a checklist. Mm -hmm. And with a lot of things we've discussed, you know, like top mistakes people make, top things, you know, we need more of. It's just going to walk you through some easy steps. None of it's complicated. None of it requires Mm -hmm. big brain power. Yep. Some easy steps to set a base layer for your SEO so that at the ground level, Google looks at you and says, all right, we'll play ball with you. Yeah. And then the next thing, uh, part two, is just going to be me reviewing how to write the most effective session blogs. Okay. For me, session blog is, you know, engagement shoot, wedding, elopement. Yep. Anything that you've actually done as opposed to like an education blog where you're trying to educate someone. So for the session blogs, everything you need to know. I mean, top to bottom... Um, yep. title, headers, meta descriptions, uh, alt text, image mm-hmm. names, everything, so that those can be as effective as possible. 
And honestly, if you, if you do the checklist and you write session blogs, the type of business you're already getting, you're going to get so much more of it. Yeah. Okay. Because again, it's, it's like the bread and butter of what people should be actively doing if they Mm want to see results with SEO is like those session blogs, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. If you, Mm -hmm. if you want to expand into a new market, then you really need to get into like education blogs. And I would recommend working with an SEO SEO expert for that. Mm -hmm. But to just increase the number of inquiries for things you're already doing, Mm -hmm. this is it. Session blogs. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. So this is one of those things that it, it kind of goes back to as well. The fact, the fact that like, Hey, you got to be shooting, you got to be like actually putting in the work to shoot this type of content that you want to feature on your website. And maybe even Mm -hmm. if someone's like, hey, I don't love what I'm shooting right now and I don't really want to book more of what I'm shooting, I think it's also really helpful. I always encourage people like, hey, get out there and shoot what you want to shoot. If you have to set up a styled shoot to do it and you got to work with the type of vendors at the type of venue in the location that you want, like do that because then you can feature something like that on your website in this way. Right. Okay. So thank you so much for being on this episode. I have a closing question for you. And this is just like a two part question. What's something you're super passionate about in your personal life? And then something also same thing in your professional life. And if you don't want to make SEO, that's good. (laughs) Totally cool. Okay. Okay. Heard personal life. So we've, we've been in Utah since last November and, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the Rocky mountains are, um, Pretty amazing. You're loving them. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. We go hiking year round, skiing in the winter. That's um, awesome. And it's it's so gorgeous. I mean, yeah. the canyons, the peaks, every inch yep. of it is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I I grew up my whole life. I lived Texas or east of there. Okay. And like the Appalachians are fine. Yeah. The Rockies are something different. Yeah, so, for sure. It's wonderful. Yeah, that's so cool, dude. I love that. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> oh, man, that's so cool. And tell me a little bit something in your... Well, that was personal life. Tell me something now in your professional life that you're passionate about. Yeah, I am a big believer that consistency is a lot harder than like a mass sporadic effort. Um, so if someone tells me like, oh yeah, I pulled an all nighter to get that done. Like Mm -hmm. it's not that hard and you shouldn't ever be in that position. Mm -hmm. Um, if, if you work consistently, stay on top of things, it's one more rewarding. You're going to have a way higher quality of life. And, and two, it, it just shows like a strength of character to me. Mm -hmm. And, and SEO is definitely that way. It takes consistent effort. Mm. Um, if you go write 10 blogs in one you know, one night, it's not going to benefit you as much as writing 10 blogs over the course of 10 weeks. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's so true. And the fact that like, so many people want the easy way out. And even even if they don't want the easy way out, they just want like the microwave to success option. And it's like the fact yeah. of the matter is, is like consistency just wins every stinking time. And the people yeah. that understand that and that can really press into that are going to see the results. Ultimately, I think even quicker because they're mm-hmm. not the ones who are like, again, like you might see a, a micro result, like a very small mini result if you take like the microwave option. But the fact of the matter is if you want to see like the bigger results and even what we were talking about back when we talked about like sustainability over the long term, you've got to be consistent. You actually have to stick with something 
over the long term to see if it actually well to see it through to the result, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I love that, dude. I, I believe the exact yeah. same thing. So that's so good. And that's and that's why I was so excited when uh, you asked me to work on the business blueprint because I know that's how you operate, and I know how yeah. that's that's how the course is going to function. Yeah. I mean, if if people consistently work on the course, they're going to see a lot of results. Yeah, it's going to be great. Absolutely, bingo. All right, dude. So where can we, if we want to learn more from you, if we want to get in touch with you, if we want to work with you, even like one-on-one, let us yeah. know, like, how can we potentially do that? Yeah. So my, uh, my website is seobyjoe.net. And then my Instagram handle is just seobyjoe. And I will go repost the session blog rules on there for people. And that's totally free. Awesome. And yeah, uh, inquiry form. Love working awesome, with new people. Dude. Sweet, man. All right. We'll make sure those yeah. links are in the show notes. All right, thanks, Joe, thanks, dude, yeah. I appreciate being on this. Sh- I appreciate you being on the show so much. Um, I can't wait to have you in the program and you have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you, sir. You as well. Yeah, I'm excited. 